Hi and welcome to my very first episode of Blank. My name is Erfan Ali and uh, I'm very excited to do this very first episode. What I really want to talk about is education. Now, education is important for everybody. We all know about it. We all know the perils about education as well. There are some good things about education, but unfortunately, there is a lot of bad. And you can see the ramifications of that when you look at society, when you look at the way people behave, when you look at the way society is built, when you look at the way people function in the workplace, when you look at the way people support one another or lack of support supporting one another in the workplace or in society. And that's basically predicated on the effects of education um and i'm not specifically talking about uh uh an education system based in a specific country i'm talking about education in general and i know a lot of people are going to be upset about some of the things i'm going to talk about in this episode today but i think it's important to raise these issues because um let's start a dialogue you know let's talk about these things let's 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 converse let's have a discourse about the real issues which are affecting education today um and i think that that will hopefully raise some kind of conversation around how we can look at you know um improving it you know without putting uh people in a position of compromise um and when i talk about compromise and compromising positions i'm talking about people who are in the education industry people like teachers people who are school leaders people in higher education and uh, the students themselves so let's let's look at you know what is actually causing the problem in education today and i've narrowed it down to a few things which i think are pretty critical in its perils and downfall So let's look at the first thing um which is the idea of competitiveness. Now competition is good, right? We all need to have a competitive edge. We all need a winner, we all need a loser. But do we? That's the question. You see there's good education and bad education. And then there's good competition and bad competition. So how did you find good competition compared to bad competition? You see the system wherever you are in the world is based on competition. Someone has to win. Someone has to get that grade A, A star. Someone has to get those top marks in their SAT. The reason being people have to be selected. How do you select people based on exam results? So this is the biggest deficiency of education today is that we're basing people's ability and intellectual capacities based on a metric a number a letter and that doesn't define a person really and that is completely disassociated with what the world of work is today that's why when people go to go through the education they get great grades they go to university to get their first class degrees they come out and they collapse they really do because what you're doing is you're taking people from a state of order 
I'm putting them into a state of chaos, and that doesn't work. And I don't mean I don't mean bad chaos, because when you're in the real world, you're on your own. No one is supporting you. They may say that oh we're a team, we're a company, we're helping you, we're gonna give you some structure, we're gonna put in a graduate program. But at the end of the day, you're on your own, and competition never stops. See, this idea of competition comes from the age when education was created. They had to create competition because they had to be able to select people from a pool of people. You see. So a university can't take everyone on, right, onto their courses. There has to be a means to be able to distinguish and,、um, you know,、uh, levels of people and their kind of capacities and intelligence, so that they can decide who's right for their course.、Um, so competitiveness is something that's holding back education, rather than education. Using competitiveness, it should be using maybe the good side of it, competitiveness, which is being competitive, but actually, you know, supporting your peers while being competitive. So, if you're succeeding, for example, if a student is getting A stars in their class, in their exams, why not give the autonomy? To those students that are doing well, and allow them to engage the students who are not as doing well as them through mentoring, through providing kind of internal in-school consultancy to their peers and friends. Why not give them that capacity? Why not give them that autonomy rather than to separate people into streams of intelligence? You know, I was at school. They used to have like set one, set two, set three. I mean that's ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. Because what you're doing is you're just putting salt on the wounds. You're just making the the idea of comp- competitiveness worse, and that is bad competition. Because what you're doing is you're putting one group of people、uh, in a high stream and giving them the best and pushing them, whereas the others are like, okay, we're just going to take it easy. Now、uh, I know what the teachers are going to say. I know what the educators are going to say. Well, you know, those students need specific certain types of. Support which allow them to,、uh, you know, gain the best、uh, from those students. But I disagree. I disagree. I think that all students should be able to work together and to support one another.、Um, and this, this, this thing needs to be changed. It needs to be changed. It's a mindset change, I think, and not just in inside the class as well. I mean, you're looking at like different、um, types of schools as well. For example, you have. Um, state schools, grammar schools. You have private schools, and I'm going to talk about more、uh, about these things later on. Actually, my second point,、um, which is to do with elitism.、Um, so, going back to comp-、uh, competition, yes, competition is important. Yes, there has to be a goal, an end goal, and someone needs to be able to achieve that trophy. But why can't everybody do that? Why can't all students be pushed to achieve that trophy? Why are certain people being pushed more than others? We need to ask ourselves those questions, right? Because when you come to the world of work, we need to work together. We need to support one another. We need to help one another. And I don't see that because I see that competitiveness streaming through into the workplace and streaming through into society. 
and that's a negative impact on society it's not helping anybody let's move on to the second point the second point is elitism now elitism if you don't know what it is is something that i really detest um the idea that one set of people have certain privileges above another set of people and i've seen that because i worked in a foreign country which shall n- uh, remain nameless um a third world country where they had schools which were i mean completely dissociated with each other the education system is based on the idea that if you have money you can pave a golden path for your child not only that you can also dig up holes for the others in that path so that they can't follow you in that path isn't that ridiculous isn't that the true face of elitism now i'm not saying elitism is completely bad for example in the united kingdom you have great schools like harrow and eton and um winchester and westminster and these are great kind of uh, canons of the uk education system which drive it i know there's this huge discussion around private school education and public uh, so we call it public school here um and state school systems and i'm afraid to say that no matter what people say about state school systems they are totally rubbish and that's because the government runs them and the government is completely backwards in their approach to education um their approach their whole kind of mindset around how you know students who are not part of the elite the harrows the etons the top schools should be educated and i'm sorry to say it's completely wrong you've just separated people into categories based on their privileges and that's completely wrong in education look at finland for example they've abolished the idea of public school or private school if you want to call it that and state schools they have one system one educating system where the rich kids um who would have gone to private school and the poorer kids um or the less well off children from families who are not uh you know in high positions in society can go to now look i'm not saying that you know uh kids whose parents are successful and have money and are achieving great things uh bad absolutely not because at the end of the day if you look in the workplace who's succeeding who is doing well in work who is successful who which people are achieving great things in life it's the kids that went to these great schools why because they were given better privileges and opportunities opportunities of outcome and that's why they are succeeding and running the country and running the world no matter what you say and no matter what anybody else says my personal belief is a state school education system in the united kingdom is at its lowest even if you look at the pisa ratings the united kingdom is way mid down into the list of pisa ratings countries like singapore and japan and china are well up there in terms of english science and uh math skills for 15 year old kids now the last pisa rating was done in 2015 and singapore really topped all the charts but uh, there's a country that's really kind of hit the nail on the head 
Now Singapore, I know they're gonna be super geeks, right? Japan, same with them. Same with China. These guys are pushing them to pass the exams, and I can see how that has allowed them to get those high scores. Now I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that because I think country like Singapore is doing some great things in terms of using technology to enhance its education and education system and help students improve that、uh, by being more global. But if we look at a system like Finland, which is perhaps the closest you're going to get to、uh, a system which you know、uh, is based on equality of outcome. And equity in terms of offering、uh, its students and learners and children equal opportunities in learning and education, then it's there. They've done something which is pretty much、uh, removed elitism from their school system, and it's working because they're always top of the tables as well. Finland is always there. Um, and I'm really an advocate for Finland, and I and I congratulate them and I salute them for what they're doing because they've put education as one of the number one、uh, kind of domains in their society above anything because it is probably、uh, the right thing to do.、Um, and other countries, I'm sorry to say, in particular the United States, which is way, 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 way down the pizza table, and. Since I worked in American schools as well, and I taught the SAT, and I taught the GMAT, it just goes to show you that their whole system is predicated and based on, you know, teaching kids to pass this ridiculous exam they call the SAT、um, to enter university, and it's absolutely ridiculous.、Um, and I'm sorry to say, United States, you're no good when it comes to education. Um, that is. This is not to say that your higher education and your universities are absolutely amazing, and、um, bravo, well done. And、uh, I think you require some introspection and looking and look at your、uh, kind of school system because the high school system is totally terrible. There, it's not. It's not the way to educate people. Let's move on to the next thing: bureaucracy. The bureaucracy is something that's prolific in many things. Um, let me give you a quote, actually, first from、um, a very、uh, prolific American linguist and philosopher and a cognitive scientist called Noam Chomsky. He's written many, many books and he's a professor in universities, an activist,、um, and he's written lots of books on philosophy and economics and uh, and uh, you know、um, language and、uh, historical books as well. So. He gave a quote, which is pretty interesting, and I'll read his quote to you.、Um, the whole educational and professional training system is a very elaborate filter, which just weeds out people who are too independent and who think for themselves and who don't know how to be submissive, and so on, because they're dysfunctional to the institutions. Let's look at that. What he's trying to say is that the education system is creating sheep. They are not creating people who can think for themselves. You know, Sir Ken Robinson gave this famous talk, probably the most watched TED TED talk of all time, which is "Schools kill creativity," and he's right. Schools do kill creativity. They don't allow you to think. 
they don't like give you that autonomy no 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 teachers and educators oh we give teachers the uh, kids the opportunity to do activities to think for themselves and they do some public speaking and they got some extracurricular no 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 that's not right what noam chomsky is saying is that students and learners whether they are young kids whether they are teenagers or whether they are in university need autonomy autonomy to understand first how to learn for themselves and then use those tools to be able to learn what they want to learn uh, in terms of what is interesting for them you know um, so the idea that you are an independent thinker or let's 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 coin it another way free thinking i know this term really frightens the hell out of uh i know particularly high school or secondary school level oh free thinking they're too young to think freely i mean they we just need to get on with that curriculum the national curriculum or we need to you know do what the government tells us to do because we're so pressurized yes i understand teachers and educators you are stuck in a matrix as well just as all the students and learners are so kind of we're all all in uh, you know in the same bandwagon there from that point of view but you know chomsky's saying saying it right there you know um institutions are dysfunctional you know they don't allow autonomy they don't allow people to think freely um so there's a big problem there big 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 problem there and even einstein uh talks about the idea uh of um you know boxing people into this way of learning and thinking you know, there's a quote by him talking about education and the one size fits all framework he said einstein everybody is a genius but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree it will spend its whole life believing that it is stupid you see <laughs> this is called mass production of dummies you know who have been stupefied to believe that what they are taught is true enlightenment you know now with all technology and um, all of the resources and the internet and we have access to all these amazing things uh you know through a click of a button um we can you know use that to be able to learn and understand and question things ourselves so we've been dumbed down so education has been dumbed down in my opinion it's been dumbed down to produce people that are intelligent enough to do the menial tasks and 9 to 5 jobs but not clever or intelligent enough to ask the real questions to ask the government why they do certain things to ask why certain things are in society so they want people to not ask questions they want people to just follow orders and do what they need to do that's why education is built and predicated on and they're not going to change it it's not going to happen very soon i can tell you that my dear friends it's not going to happen um because i've had a lot of battles against educators and people in the system um as a person that was out of the system then dips in and out i know how that kind of impacts um those people within those circles and i tell you what you try to make a change in education and oh my god that backlash that you will get and the biggest backlash comes from those educational leaders the head teachers the principal and also you get that from the teachers and the educators themselves they don't like change oh my goodness they don't like change because they're comfortable 
they are comfortable with their nice little salaries and their little holidays they get you know the six weeks holidays and the, you know the christmas holidays the easter holidays this is not to uh you know be detrimental towards any teacher i think you know i salute teachers and educators i think they should be you know given a pedestal in, in society but the problem is you're too comfortable to make any changes so there's no point complaining don't get me wrong there are people who are um trailblazers you know out of the box thinkers but they're very very few and they don't do much in terms of making an impact i mean mass impact right well uh i mean we can go back to kind of the ancient times and look at greek times and p- people like socrates who were ca- who was castrated for his kind of uh, free thinking approach to society as well so i mean yeah, it's no different now it's the same thing right uh, there's another nice quote from john holt um he said that learning is not the product of teaching learning is a product of the activity of learners so yeah um it's not about the actual end result like today's school systems are uh basing everything on that metric that exam result that you achieve at the end but it should be about the journey you know the journey you take to become educated to become enlightened that is the whole point of education right is to become enlightened by knowing more to become intelligent and to be able to share that and give that back right and so we as uh, as as educators as people today who are kind of um, leading in this kind of field or an arena should be you know in a position to voice us our, our opinions and you know try to make changes where we can um because it's i think it's critical it's so so critical and important let's move on to uh the third thing which is bureaucracy so it all ties in there right bureaucracy um unfortunately i don't think education um can be reformed um it's not like you can put a a plaster over a wound right and hope or glue uh on a crack and say okay it's fine we'll we'll just stick some plasters around here and you know hope that it works no 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 because the foundation is weak is predicated on on a system that's not kind of appropriate to the time we're living in today which is 2020 um it's based on like the 1900s the early 1900s in a military military style format because that's the way it was set up right it was based on the way the military were taught and that's the way it was created and that's the way it was carried out and that's the way it's still being carried out in some places um in fact most places um even though they change the schools they make them fancier they make them you know uh, in some cases amazing places to kind of be as an environment the system is still the same right so bureaucracy will never go away because education is full of dinosaurs who will not let go of their seats will not let go of their ideas their concepts their mindset and it requires a mindset change actually and it's up to us the younger kind of generation to you know work with them to support them because at the end of the day they have a lot of knowledge but unfortunately it's not working in 2020 you have to change you have to move with the times and you have to adapt to the way young people are today right and all this is tied up and sits on top of this idea of perfectionism and you know we're all taught to be perfect you have to get this grade you have to uh, achieve this result you have to do this you have to do that you can't do this you can't do that and 
that's the problem right there. It's this idea of perfectionism and the idea that failure is bad. I mean, at the end of the day, this is cognitive dissonance, right? Um, the the idea that you know, um, you know that perfectionism is bad, but yet you still do it, right? So you dissociate yourself with with the idea that the actual action that you're doing um, actually will lead to a bad result. So perfectionism is can be a good thing, but it's actually leading to a bad result. Um, which is causing the dissonance, and that's cognitive dissonance here, right? And I think, yeah, the whole kind of system is built on perfectionism and achieving the perfect result and the perfect grades and um, that kind of idea. And that's a lot of pressure for young people uh, because at the end of the day, if you're always trying to achieve perfectionism, um, you are alienating yourself. Away from the idea of failure, because in day failure is what drives people. Failure is what helps you learn. Um, you can't learn from doing things correctly, can you? You have to fail to be able to learn. In fact, I think the system should be based on failure, and um, failure should be encouraged um, so that you can test things, break them, uh, fail at them, and then look at why you failed and you know made mistakes. You know, for example, uh, if we look at the the great basketball player Michael Jordan um, he said that you know I must have you know thrown so many thousands of like um, uh, uh, balls at a basket and missed them yet every time I did that I learned something and improved the way I shot through the ball at the basket you know um, so he would never have improved if he never did did that and that's through practice right we always talk about this idea of practice 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 right but practice comes with failure and you have to be able to fail to be able to succeed so this is a very important concept here um, and it relates the idea of perfectionism to cognitive dissonance and um, you know um, success is always built on um, looking back at failures and that's a very important concept that we need to look at so I hope I've given you some enlightenment today about education I mean, I can go on and on and talk about this forever and ever, but I want to keep it short and sweet. And I hope we've kind of looked at some of the key things which really are the perils of education today. The perils, the downfalls, the pitfalls, the failures of education, comp- competition, elitism, bureaucracy, and all sitting on top of this idea of perfectionism and creating perfect learners and students and people because there's no such thing because when you go out in society today ladies and gentlemen right the world is not perfect it's a jungle everybody's out there dog eat dog it's a rat race they don't tell you that do they especially when you go to university they don't tell you that because they don't want you to know that your marketing degree or your business degree is a total waste of time they're not going to tell you that you don't need to do that don't get me wrong education is important you need it it's a good safety net i have two degrees myself however that's not going to get you a job people go to university so they can get higher better results they can get a, a degree so that it can get a better job right that's not the truth that's not the case and you know young people are realizing that now see what's going to happen with higher education is that the universities are going to start shutting down because they're losing money right because people are getting fed up of the debts 
you know, they come out and they have huge debts. And I feel sorry for them, you know. At that time when I was at edu- um, starting my first degree, I was actually paid a grant to go to university, which is quite nice, right? See, university is an academic institution. It's not an institution for work. <laughs> it's ridiculous, right? Why would then you do a degree and then go on to a graduate program with a company, with a big name company, right? It makes no sense. It's because you are not even skilled to the right levels to be able to work. So what's the point of going to university? Uh, unless you want to be a researcher, an academic, uh, uh, or a scientist, or I don't know. You know, there are subjects like architecture and medicine and dentistry and subjects like that whereby you have to go to university right you have to go to these institutions because they train you but other subjects you know, like business and people doing subjects like history and geography and don't get me wrong if you want to be a teacher then yeah that's an academic route right so you know it's not for everybody and there's so much pressure on young people especially those who are doing the a-levels and just before going into university you know um pushing them into university and you don't need to go to university it's not necessary it's not important if you're planning to be an entrepreneur if you're planning to kind of work in technology if you i would suggest that you rather you know go straight into work and train start from the bottom and work your way up i can guarantee you you're going to be in a better position i know i've been working for 15 years and i know how the system works so you know Let's put things into perspective here. So, please, educators out there, please work together. Let's remove bad competition. Let's remove elitism. Let's remove bureaucracy and let's remove this concept of perfectionism and cognitive dissonance and let's all work together to create a system that works for everybody. 